Live on tape from Union Tavern, it's the 100th episode of Arts Counter Guru. Hey, everybody, welcome into the podcast. 100, Keith. I, I recognize that other voice. Holy moly, yeah, we won't let people know who that is. But We don't? Or can I not? Can I not? Yeah, you can tell people. So that, that's Jay's wife, everybody. Thanks to Aaron for bringing us in. Yes, that's cool. We've got the family here. Yeah, we do have the fam. Um, celebrate family and friends. We've got a small gathering of friends and people who are supporters of of the Parts Counter Gurus. I'm pretty excited about this, man. We um, just so you guys know, episode 99. We just shot that. And we were able to shoot that thing, as you will have heard already, from inside a Mach E Mustang. How about that, man? That was pretty cool. Had fun with that. So. Um, what would what does one do on their hundredth episode, Keith? Do we just like make stuff up, or do we just bring stuff back? Yes. Good. <laughs> so um, we well we've got more guest appearances coming. Oh, we do. We do. We have plenty. Um, and that'll give me time to enjoy an adult beverage. Cheers, my friend. Happy one hundredth. Yeah. There you go. So uh, you know, and, oh, and while I'm thinking about this, and there's a whole list of people to thank. But Dennis did these um, drops that you all have been hearing on our social media channels, yes. which are what? Uh, that would be facebook.com forward slash parts counter gurus. Check that out. We also were uh, posting those up over on Twitter. Twitter, 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 Twitter. Yeah, whatever. Maybe, whatever many works beers for you, I had? Yeah. 100? Is that <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So, our so, 100 beer prices. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. So, but we're over on our Twitter uh, account, uh, we are at The Counter Show. So go check that out. We posted a few of those uh, drops, and we really appreciate Dennis putting those out there for us. So they're, gr- they're fantastic. He's a pro. He's, He's a, a pro. He is a career professional. Yep. And it, the, so they sound great, they're funny, and it took him like almost no time to do them. Like 15 minutes to do 10 drops. And, and they're, yeah. Parts Counter Gurus are celebrating their 100th show. Remember, if they can't show you how to fix your brakes, they'll at least recommend a louder horn. This is probably my favorite part so yeah, far. Yeah, of, yeah. I of think so. Yeah. I have fun with it, <laughs> yeah. man. But he, uh, just a little history on, on Dennis, he, he worked for the great Pat O'Day, who some of you might be familiar with in um, broadcasting. Uh, he was uh, basically the man on the West Coast who, who brought in rock and roll and uh, was a big hit in Seattle. And uh, uh, Dennis worked for him for a period of time and was one of his uh, uh, favorite people to work with. So we really appreciate you doing that for us, Dennis. Thanks so much. And uh, we have been playing the heck out of those and uh, really laughing a lot about it. So thanks so much. So we thought what we would do on this show today, which by the way, we are broadcasting this thing from the Union Tavern uh, in Anacortes, Washington, which is a beautiful little seaside community. Um, the Union Tavern uh, is uh, owned by a gentleman uh, by the name of Joe Lopez, uh, who was kind enough to let us come set up here, and we celebrated our 25th episode here. That's right. Now, that's Jennifer's husband? <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> I'm right. I'm sure he'll yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he will, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, we're, we're so appreciative of Joe uh, letting us do that. Um, Rothmeyer, who you guys uh, hear from time to time, uh, also is affiliated with these guys, and we really appreciate him and the crew, uh, Tristana and Maddie and everybody here today and their, uh, their kitchen staff, Jason, 
very much appreciative of those guys. So check them out. That's uh, Union Tavern and, uh, uh, and, of course, Washington. They have a really, really, really good tap list uh, available for you and great food. You experienced some of that food today, didn't Just you? Just had some lunch. Uh, yeah, it was, it was the... Some sort of uh, it like was the club. Union Tavern Club, I yeah. think, yeah. or it was their club. It was the House Club, whatever. It's a, there, yeah. It's a huge, huge Sammy, huge yeah. Sammy, nonetheless. I had to have them. No doubt about it. But we were we were here early enough to uh, partake in some of the uh, brisket that the uh, the chef had uh, prepared and some slaw. We were just sampling it, and uh, it was delicious. So do yourself a favor if you're in town, make a stop by here. They're usually open from 11 a.m. to about. Uh, eight or nine during the week, and I think they're open until around 10 or 11 on, on the weekend. So get over here and give them, give them some love, man. Tell them, tell them Jay and Keith from uh, Parts County Guru sent you, and um, they'll, they'll treat you special. So, and I should mention, this behind us, if you're looking at the reflection, is across the street. We're sitting in front of the window. We're outside good, Union Tavern. So that's a good point. Everybody's going to see this and go, it's that building there with the... No, 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 it's actually right here inside. Right on, right on. Um, okay, so so how, let's see. You gave me the date. Where did I put it down here? Uh, we started oh, it was December this. of 2018, wasn't it? You, okay, if you say so. I'm pretty sure it was, and I did the math on that. We we have been averaging around three episodes a month since that started, and we kind of wanted to go over some of the things that we had talked about since we had gotten started and then also you know maybe recap on where some of those things went and where they stand today because it's really kind of interesting you know we started talking about some of these topics just because they were definitely worthy of having a discussion about but here we are now some of these things that we were talking about have come to fruition and, and we'll get to some of those things so throughout this whole podcast, we're going to have some some guests on, and we're going to have uh, hopefully maybe a little contest or two here. So we'll see how that goes. I can't promise that, but we'll see if there's some willing participants that are interested in, in playing a little trivia and uh, potentially winning some some prizes. Man, um, let's do this uh, first and foremost. I'd like to give a shout out to. Um, uh, Steve and Chuck over at AERA who are on the Engine Professional Podcast who just uh, recorded and released their 10th episode. Uh, we're pretty proud of that. We gave those guys a hand with that way back last year and it's been very successful for them. Uh, you might want to go over to um, AERA.org or EngineProfessional.com and um, sign up for their podcast. And if you're a machinist, machine shop, or engine rebuilder, Please take advantage of their memberships and the things that they offer, because that is definitely um, definitely worth its weight in gold. Trust me, because Keith and I have used it uh, several times as as members, and me for many years. So there you go. Hello, everyone. I'm Chuck Lynch, and I'm Steve Fox from the Engine Professional Podcast, and all of us from the podcast, as well as AERA, would like to congratulate Keith and Jay from Parts Counter Gurus on their 100th episode congratulations guys yeah so uh and they've been very kind to us uh thank you guys both for uh, the collaboration that 
you allowed us to do, and then oh yeah, you know, the things that we did with you. And I think yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a I great. mean, it, it was it was it was one of those situations where it was um, just a prime opportunity for them and us. Yeah, I think, and and, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun to work with those guys. So. Yeah, I'm sorry. Who, who are they again? No, I'm just uh, All right. So, so when we started this, um, one uh, the first podcast that we released. So we were trying to figure out like how do we make this whole thing work with YouTube video and social media video, and then Facebook got in the game, and uh, we weren't you know we were releasing things in different places and didn't kind of know how or where or whatever. But our first podcast episode was on AI and self-driving cars. Do you remember if, uh, I know that we didn't have the foresight to go, this is gonna be a, a huge trend in two years, but I think we thought it was worth, talk, it was significant enough to start talking I to think, talk about. I think, I think that was the case when we started discussing the topic because at that time, obviously everyone knows that it was, it's been, it's been experimental. It's been tested. It's it's, and and we, Keith having the background that he has, um, with information technology and and those sorts of things, and you know revolving around that sector, um, we just kind of knew that we we're not there yet. And um, back then, I think that was the biggest topic of discussion: is you know how will that work? Do you foresee that happening? And so now here we are, you know, move forward two years, a little over two years, and we're still talking about it. And we just had a podcast recently where we uh, did a video segment, and you can go over to youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus and check it out. What we found out that people were pushing the limits with this technology, and unfortunately, people have lost their lives because they're, they're tricking the system and you shouldn't do that. And then we had our friends over at Consumer Reports. Tell them a little bit about that, man. Well, uh, you're talking about the teaching, pe uh, the, the don't try this at home kind of stuff where right. we're gonna show you exactly how to do this. Uh, and we're gonna give you all the details you need to make it, have to re recreate this on your own. But please don't try this at home. Right. Um, yeah, so I mean, uh, and of all things, like, you know, when my parents uh, wanted to buy anything, that was an old school trusted brand, right? Consumer mm -hmm. Reports. And I, I sort of find it interesting that we, uh, little you and I, although we do have a lot of industry experience, would be willing enough and bold enough to stand out and publish something that's like, Hey, this is not good. Don't do this. Like, right. Almost opposing. Right. And I mean, they really caught a lot of flack over. Yeah, that. it wasn't just us. It wasn't right? just us. I mean, I think the entire industry was a bit taken back by the fact that they went. They really crossed the line with that. Um, but that's 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 what we're trying to get across to you now at this moment in time. Whereas we were talking about it two years ago, our very first podcast. And we just kind of felt like then that we didn't have in place what we needed. Um, you know, the machine learning, the, you know, those things, the scenarios that have to be in place in order for that thing to react. You know, it, we're, still, we're still so far away from that. We're a long way away from that. And I'm, I mean, I'm gonna go out on a limb right here on our 100th podcast and say, I think we're still probably maybe 10 years away from even being close 
to to maybe letting it get beyond what it already is. So that's an interesting point. So when we started this, you know, you your words were, you know, Rivian was talking a lot of, they were talking a big game. Yeah. And they were kind of the one that was, I mean, yeah, Tesla, but the, but from a truck perspective, they were, um, they were really hyping their what they were going to be right up. Now right. it has taken them until literally this month, and they are about to start rolling out deliveries. We don't think they they are they are due literally any minute. Right. Um. Hey, side shot. Here, I'm gonna hand you the microphone. And uh, oh yeah, give mom her give mom her screen back. And uh, do you want to just hold? No, you gotta stay over there. Do you want to just hold this, or you, you want to hold the mic? Yeah, hold the mic. Here you go. So here. Yeah. So we got we got a little special guest coming on. You guys have seen Side Shot. Right, He's now, very uh, well versed in the uh, AI and uh, machine learning field. Where are you going? So I can get you on camera. Okay. I'm just going to sit over sit there. Right here. Okay. Well, I can't see your head. <laughs> That's get, the problem. No problem. You don't want to be on. Okay. Well, yeah. You can, or you can just stand at the bar. Stand up. You can stand up. There you go. Yeah. There you go. It's it's recorded. All right. So here's my question for you. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. And that's not my question. Okay, my question for you is, of all the kind of players in the EV market, think back two years ago. How old were you two years ago? Nine. Eight or nine, right? Eight or nine. Um, did you think or would you have guessed that the ones that ended up being a big deal, like Rivian, would, would would be. Do you think two years ago would Rivian have been the one to beat? I. They would have definitely not been the. You top. would probably have said something Tesla, right? Yeah, probably Tesla. Right. All right. You think uh, this late announcement from Ford on their? I mean, who would have guessed? Would you have guessed two years ago, if I said Ford's going to have an electric truck out, a probably maybe possibly before Tesla does, would you have called me crazy? Yes, I would have said, "Haha, nice joke." Yeah, you're. You heard it here, folks. Folks, this is, this is exactly what the point that Keith is trying to make. I think put the put the grown-up drink down and stop whatever you're. Yeah, right. You yeah, wouldn't believe me. Yeah, yeah. That's just. Uh, yeah, and here. Okay, so in Rivian is the leader. We've got a lot. Well, they're the one that, as of this moment, if they follow through with what they are saying, and I have no reason to think they won't. Their truck's going to be out this month. Oh, absolutely! It, literally within days. We right? had we podcasted a few podcasts back where we talked about they had a delay because of chips, but they were still ahead of the rest of the competition. They were still going to start delivering in late July. Right. So in August, people should start receiving what they've ordered. They said it will take them, you know, well into 2022 to fulfill all those orders, but at least they're getting them to the customers. And what was fascinating about the way that they're doing it is how they put out this concierge team out there. They hired a bunch of people, which proved to everyone that these guys were serious. Yep. You know, and in the meantime, what do we have? We have my favorite okay, startup. Well, before, okay, before <laughs> you go there, let me, because I know your arms, oh, you are, wanna, yeah, uh, yeah. your arms are getting tired holding the mic. So, well, got, they aren't. They're not? Okay, you just like, okay. So, well, maybe Aaron's arms are getting tired holding the camera. So, would you, do you think, make a prediction for me here. We'll, we'll, we'll go back and revisit this in six months. The GM Hummer EV, 
Do you think that's going to be a big deal? No, I don't. Yeah, but that crab mode, though. No. You saw yesterday, what's her name on YouTube and all the millions of followers and viewers that she's got? Blondie, Blondie, Car Blondie, what? Sorry. Look at, he's laughing at me. What? What's her name? Uh, like, I'm not 12, Car I don't Blondie. follow her. Supercar Blondie. Oh, there, there you, you go. go. Hey, Supercar Blondie, you have a fan here, so. So keep she, us thinks, in mind. she thinks it's a big deal. Do you not? Um, not. I think it's pretty cool, and they're trying to do something with it, but I don't feel like it's as special as, like, the Rivian or anything, like Tesla or the Mach-E. Yeah, Tesla. All right, well, we'll see. Okay. I mean, especially see. for that price. Okay. Okay. We'll see. All right. All so, right. So there you have it. Give me my We've mic back. Our, our, our youngest guru. We'll get you later. Giving you us later. his... Uh, Bye. His input on that, which I think that there's going to be some accuracy there. He's been right about a lot of things. You he know. doesn't think it's going to be a factor. Uh, we'll see. You know, right. we'll see. So we thought that we would run down the list, though, too, right, of, of the players in that field. Yep. And let's talk about, of course, we've got Rivian at the top of the list. Yep. Ford. What? You're on camera? Yeah. What? what? We, we've got Rivian. Wait a second. Are you not used to being on camera? At this Apparently point? not. Did you just suddenly get a... Okay. Yeah. Apparently not. <laughs> Do so, you want that back, she's asking? Oh, yeah. Sorry. 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 Uh, but, uh, hey, this is what you get from a live podcast. We have very uh, we, we have very talented individuals that are helping us out here today, which we're very much appreciative of that. Um, they got a lot of good input. And... Uh, we're going to have it. This is going to be good. I'm sorry. This is going to be good. What, what's that? What's that? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, let's run down a list. You know, we, we spoke about a few already. GM, Ford, Rivian. Um, but then there's some that, and the next one I'm about to talk about is Lordstown. Um, Your favorite. Yeah, my favorite. And You know their slogan, right? No, what is ride, it? Ride with Lordstown. Oh, so yes. yes. I think so which it was way? Down? Off a cliff. Yeah, off a so, cliff, I think yeah. ride with Lordstown off a cliff. So, <laughs> I think it was about six months ago that we started stirring this whole thing up. And by we, I really mean you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is ironic, because usually I'm the one that will, yeah. you know, stir the pot. Yeah. And we just sort of felt like, this is this is an I told you so, and I don't have my drops for the live show, but there was something, like we had hey, just- A Lordstown fan, uh, oh, here we remember, go. <laughs> when, when September, you know, wake up when September comes, okay? So, we had, Come off fresh off kind of this whole Nicola shakeup, which we haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, we haven't. Yeah. And I guess I might as well mention them now. Go ahead, because they're right in there with GM. And that was our first sort of. Uh, some of these people are just just uh, gaslighting investors. They're just you know seeing what they can get. And then they're they're you know uh, it's almost like a Theranos type situation. I mean you know I don't want to accuse anybody of anything, but it, it's looking like it wasn't all truthful at this point so we were a little bit and i'm not sure exactly what it was but there was something in this whole lordstown thing that we looked at and said i don't know something was a little off about it you know kind of like you know bad fruit or something you know bad fruit yeah i mean you know you just kind of get that sense that 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 smell of it and it turned out to be 
you know that and, and we were picking up on it during that time and then it turned out to be that indeed there was uh, there was trouble in the forest so the blowback was uh, for us, especially on the YouTube side, we had so many people that just said, you guys don't know what you're talking about, you suck, you're, you know, they're, they're going to be the best, that you'll see, watch and see, and we just sort of went, okay, game on, we'll see what happens, right? Yeah, so we'll continue to talk about it <laughs> until they uh, put a vehicle out. That's, so, you know, tune in this time at the 200th podcast. 200th podcast, yeah, maybe they'll be there. But you talked a little bit about Nicola. Yeah. And, you know, Nick, that, that was another one that kind of went went south that was a player in, in, in this. GM had had signed a, an agreement with him, and then all of a sudden the CEO decides that, uh, you know. Trevor Milton. Trevor Milton. I think that was yeah, his I think name, so. yeah. Uh, just, just pretty much uh, revealed that there was a lot of things that, weren't necessarily true. Um, boy, don't you find this nice? By the way, while I break in on this, we're, you know, this is what you get with a live podcast. You get a lot of ambient noise. Yeah, like, like, this like is my a, wife over there talking so loud that she's going to be on the mic. <laughs> no, this is what we want. Here, come on. Come sit. No. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's the fun part about being right here is the fact that we, uh, we actually are watching some of these vehicles go, which by the way, the speed limit is 20 and nobody's going 20. What's up with that? Wow. Good, good luck. And yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, okay. So, so we left off at Nicola. Nicola. Uh, it was all downhill from there, right? Ba -dum -ba -dum. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of downhill uh, from there. Jeep's gotten into the game a little bit, but I think I expected a little bit more from them. Oh. Absolutely. Well, we did. We talked about it in a recent podcast. There's there's some stuff going on, but not necessarily in the EV world. Right. And that's where I just sort of thought uh, they're definitely late to the party. You know, I know they've got a plug-in Jeep, hybrid, whatever, but mm -hmm. it's what, like a 12-mile range? Or, yeah. I mean, it's not really, an, you know, an electric. I mean... For 12 miles or eight. Right. I mean, it's 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 electric assist. Yeah. And uh, you know, a, a plug-in, if you will. It's what they call the four by e, which we find that the more the most advantage you'll get from that is obviously the assist. Um, you know, when you're out, uh, you know, off-roading. Which, gosh, man, and we're, we're going to get to this later on the Overland crowd. We want to talk about that uh, in depth today. We're going to bring on our good friend Rothmeyer and and uh, maybe talk a little bit about some camping and stuff with him. But yeah, Jeep really didn't do do much in that sector. Um, really all they did is come out with a, uh, a couple of um, vehicles that Bronco had stirred the pot up with. Um, Ford Bronco has been really, really on the tip of our tongues a lot, and we'll get into that in the next segment. But um, I don't know what to expect out of Jeep because Jeep obviously is owned, they're, they're part of the Stellantis group. And if you guys have listened to us all year long about Stellantis, boy, they have had their problems right down to the flooding that they had in Detroit with some recent storms. So buyer beware there. So um, so the one surprise that I don't think, I mean, maybe if you were just really astute, you saw it coming, was uh, of all the 
innovative EV platform vehicles, uh, we all sort of stopped. We weren't thinking about it in this way, but Domino's Pizza. Domino's Pizza showing up going, oh, we've got a self-driving delivery, you know. Yeah, which is insane, um, but apparently it's working. It's well, in a test market in uh, Houston. Yeah, they're driving over to the Noid every, you know, chance which, they get. Which I found, <laughs> what I thought was really cool is the fact they brought the Noid back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's... Seems like a good opportunity, and we'll, yeah, we'll see. But I just saw a commercial last They're night. They're still we're, running the commercials, yeah. and that's been going on now for what? Three months. Three months. Yeah, at least three months. So, so interestingly enough, um, oh, here we go. This is an Isuzu. This looks like a ninety. That's a rodeo. Oh, is it a road? It is. That's an Isuzu. A ninety rodeo. mid not, mid to late nineties Isuzu rodeo. You want to you want to play a uh, bug? What? What? <laughs> find find the bug. What do, what do you call that game when you're out? You know, you, uh, you try, all the all the all the all the love bugs, the I, the, Vols, right. the Beatles. Yeah. I'm I'm happy to just try Play to bug. identify anybody that wants to be recognized. You know. Yes, that would be awesome. You know, we'd like to try to find someone who might want to win some swag. So so speaking of comeback. Yes. All right. So it just seems like in 2020. Uh, 2020 was. Yeah, it was kind of a turd, but also a lot of big comebacks. Yes, big time, man. Um, the top of that list. Let's let's let's. We started talking about the Ford Bronco coming back, and it came with a lot of hype, to the point to where Keith and I were at SEMA in 2000, November of 2019. We would have put ten thousand dollars on. They're going to be there. Yep. And when we were walking around covering the show, we knew that Jay Leno was going to be there with a a full resto, a restoration, if you will, of a Ford Bronco that was uh, left in his parking space. <laughs> beat up. Beat and trashed, up. Yeah. Uh, was, what was the, the other uh, night show? It host? was... Uh, the British guy. It was... Um, Craig Ferguson, Craig I think. Ferguson. That was it. Yeah. So Craig Ferguson drops his old Bronco off. I think it was like a 68 model. Right. Um, dropped it off. Just a, It's just a wreck. And um, Parked it in Leno's. Parked it in Leno's personal spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, unbeknownst to him, he didn't, I don't think he realized that Jay was going to go, oh, gold mine. Yeah, right. right? Wow, so, look at here. I got to, uh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Let's throw a coyote in there. Yeah, it'll work out. So we were fortunate enough to go to that particular show where he revealed that. We thought that during that that time that we would get a sneak peek of what the Bronco was going to look like or what we had hoped that it would look like and yet they weren't there they didn't reveal anything we were kind of baffled by that but what we did notice is there were an awful lot of restored Broncos everywhere you looked at that show and I think Keith and I put two and two together that this is they're not here but they're 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 in the background and they're over there designing this thing and they're listening to it. Yeah. Well, you don't spend literally the most valuable press time you have in front of the largest group of uh, automotive enthusiasts once per year. Your 20 minutes of time in the spotlight. Yeah. On something like a 1968 Bronco, unless there's there's a reason to do that unless right. there's more to the story right right, right. 
I, I mean, otherwise, I, oh, and not to mention bring somebody like Jay Leno in, who I'm sure wasn't free. Right, exactly. Um, so why which would you, you do that? you stood five feet away yeah, from right. at the show, which was pretty cool. And, um, yeah, I got some of the denim uh, fiber, you know. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, you don't do that unless there's there's more to be told. And and so that was a great sort of teaser, I guess. I think it was. It got everybody talking about Broncos again. It did. I mean, everywhere we looked, we saw restored Broncos. So we put, like I said, we put two and two together. We kind of felt like that they were going to be listening to their fans. And here we are now, um, twenty, you know, middle of middle of 2021. Um, and we've been talking to dealerships that are um, actually delivering uh, some orders to some of their customers, but they're also getting their demos in uh, for their lot for their customers to come and try out. And Keith and I are in the process. We're standing in line waiting for one to come in here, which uh, we hope happens um, pretty soon. And we'll give you some details on that. But what I want to talk about is the fact that, boy, when, when they brought the Bronco back, they really brought it back, man. In my opinion, they did it really well. There's a few... A few misfires, I think, with the fact that you can't get a manual transmission in a, in a, in a V6 version of it, which is a real turnoff to some people. Um, but I think that you know, the more we uh, talk to people like, say, on the Bronco 6, uh, 6th Generation Forum, um, they're pretty confident that Ford is listening to the consumers and they're they're doing what we've always said live polling right on uh, you know that peer pressure you know get get this we want this and they're doing it and 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 the list of we thought that what they needed to do was was make it easy for their their customers to add accessories to it well they just announced it these things are wired completely for all of these accessories. Yep. Make it easy to, get to to add these things on. You know the things that Jeep wasn't doing. Ford brought it back or brought it in with this new Bronco. Hey, side shot. Watch that glass right there under your chair that you're about to knock over. Um, Bronco, hit or miss. Hit. Um, do you think it's going to be the biggest? vehicle release of 21 probably is there anybody that you think would be a bigger deal Rivian well that's okay you can go that way yeah all right he's stealing a chair on camera from Union Tavern everybody I'll, I'll call the we got shortly. we got a, we got this guy on the loose man our little guru is out there you know so is he preparing for like a man on the street I don't know what he's doing or something he's, he's about he's up to something so so Grand Wagoneer Another comeback, um, kind of a big surprise. Yeah, I thought it was. Um, I think it's just Jeep. I'm know. surprised to say the word surprise. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> you what? Well, I wouldn't have expected it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's true luxury is what it was. And when they revealed the thing, I was pretty amazed at how luxurious it actually is. Now, we, we talked about, the, it was the... Um, uh, the limited, the L, Grand Wagoner L, yep. I think it's what's the limited, but it was uh, what three three row seats, whole nine yards. I mean, you looked at it's off road capable, but ah, uh, they're not going after that though. No, they're, they're going after they're going the after luxury. the luxury, yeah. and, and and it truly is, which so is clever because everybody else has sort of the you know suburban 
GM has the soccer mom lo lower entry cost third three row SUV covered. Like right. they own that market. Right. But do, you know, does Cadillac really have what it takes to compete with the Grand Wagoneer? I don't think they do. Because that though that would be your other direct competitor. Yeah, right? yeah. I just don't think they do. I think I think that the Grand Wagoneer kind of, to some degree, outside of the Expedition, you know, it kind of yeah. stands alone. Yeah. Don't you think? Well, yeah. They're going after a niche market. Yeah. And so it was really kind of a, a smart move on their yeah. behalf, considering all of the. Um, competition that they're getting from Ford, right? With that Bronco, right? And again, their hands are full. They're, they're, I, you know, I don't know if they steal Jeep fans away to go to a Bronco or not. I mean, we, we'd certainly like to know. We, we'd love to have comments on 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 this podcast. Go to partscountyguru.com, and there's a comment section there. There, just please leave us a comment. Uh, you know, on what we're talking about. It's called "Ask Us a Question." Yeah, what, whether or not you think that that some of you Jeep fans are going to jump over to Ford. I want to hear you Jeep fans, the ones that are going to jump over to Ford because it's Bronco, or if you're a Jeep fan and tell us why you wouldn't. Period. So Hummer, I see kind of the same thing. A little bit of a niche crowd. This is going to be hardcore GM truck owners that are willing to take that leap into an EV and want to overlift. Absolutely. And need more room than their four-door pickup truck will give them. Right. I think that's, so you've, you've got this crowd that is, I'm, I'm not buying anything but GM, I need an SUV, uh, and this whole thing of the Hummer uh, uh, renew rebirth excites me, right? Oh, yeah. We didn't even think that was going to be electric when we first heard about it. No. We just thought it was coming back. And if you know, if you, you come out with an electric vehicle, of course, we all know that GM has the Ultium platform. Um, the Cadillac Lyric is is, is, yep. is part of that group. Um, by the way, folks, we've got some here, here's some Harleys coming by us. That's a uh, that's a leaker and a leaker. Oh no, sorry. Uh, no, what? Yeah, the the older ones were definitely leakers <laughs> for sure. No, there's no Nortons in the mix. So, um, but. Yeah, you know, we, I didn't, you know, when the Hummer came out, they said it was going to be all electric. Of course, that was a bold move by GM to say we're going all electric by 2035. Anyway, we'll um, see. We'll see. So, uh, hey, my, my, my bartender's here. Oh, look at that. That looks a lot like your wife. Hello. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> oh, it's good to be the king. Oh, uh, um, careful. We need to finish this podcast. Before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so another surprise comeback. Mm. Uh, Toyota Venza? This, is, this was kind of a really? Which is, uh, well, that's the right idea. I mean, it's, you can't, yeah. It's a red dog beer, I think. Somebody has red dog beer. That's what she likes. That's, oh, that's smart yeah. dog. No. Yeah. Um, to, Toyota bringing back to Venza. Yeah. Uh, which is a car that we looked at and considered buying in 2017-ish. Yeah. Uh, but they stopped making them the year, I think the year before. Completely changed. And we couldn't get our hands on one. We liked it then. Right. Um, I think it's smart. I think I it's, uh, we'll see how they do. Well, I think that they, they go after a crowd, um, that needed something like that. All right. Yeah. Because there's a lot of voids there, if you will, in that market. Um, what I thought found fascinating was, is that when, you know, when you redesign a vehicle, typically you don't see like super major changes like that yeah 
But with this one, it was like a complete yeah. makeover. It even looks to me like it was a, like they stole from Lexus a little bit there. You know, of course. Right, and yeah. we've commented on that before. There's definitely some components in there that you would expect to find in um, in their sister line, Lexus. And this is this is going to be the theme, I think, when we release this Mach-E segment or segments yeah. that we went and shot the other day. Yeah. Um, the Ford that should have been a Lincoln. Oh yes. I mean it. It, it right now could you're getting a Ford for the you're getting a Lincoln for the price of a Ford I Lincoln say. Lincoln could come out with an all-electric SUV um, on that platform and uh, I think that you're absolutely correct because that Mach-E is it's obviously it's a, it's a crossover um, and but driving it the feel of that thing feels so much like a luxury vehicle like a luxury sports car. You know? uh, early 2000s Nissan Maxima. Nissan Maxima <laughs> with, a, with a throaty, uh, <laughs> throaty pump on there. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, okay, so other comeback um, that we sort of heard a lot of, it been rumored for a long time. Yep. Uh, very odd in, in, in how they chose to bring it back in terms of a small pickup truck, but interesting, we'll, we'll see. And that's the Ford Maverick. Can you believe it? It's not, not really. Even, it's not. You know, I. It was a surprise for me that the, Ford would use the Maverick name for a compact pickup truck. This could be. This could be one of those things we look back on in ten years as a society and go, "Wow, that was a bad idea." Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. But other people are doing it. Hyundai's doing it. The small truck thing is happening. It's a real deal. But Ford again, once again, and, and you know, not that we're like pro Ford. We love them all. We love the automotive industry. Right. We're, not a, we're not a fan of one specific. We will talk about the ones that are making the moves or not making the moves. That's what we do. Excuse me, what we do. And um, you know, even though they're calling it the Maverick, I think that they really kind of hit it out of the park with what it is, what, for what they the intended use, which is you get the feel of a, you know, like a four-door sedan or SUV. Uh, along with, um, is that an e-bike? I'm gonna go with uh, 2017 Mongoose bicycle. <laughs> no, it is not an e-bike. Not an e-bike. There's a lot of those running around here. We'll talk about those in a little while with, with Rothmeyer and 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 our and our I, good friend Scott. Where'd Scott go? We need to get him. We over need here to get Scott on here in a minute. He's what? Oh, okay, good. Okay. As soon as he gets done, let's get him over here. So um, the comeback of the year. Yeah. The RV industry. RV industry. Comeback of the year. I, I actually don't... I'm not applauding this one. Yeah, because you, you lose out <laughs> yeah. on good spots. So, I'm I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell... Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Uh, I just, let me tell you something. <laughs> uh, good for the economy. Um, uh, everybody took... Uh, took the year off from going into the office last year. 2000... I'm gonna go 16 uh, Volkswagen Golf. Yeah, roughly, yeah. with a wing on top. With the wing on top and a screwed up exhaust, and he's probably gotten in there and jacked everything else up. Oh, yeah, yeah, it sounds like it, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's great for the industry. Um, it's horrible if you're a longtime RVer because you can't find places to, to set up camp now. Right. Um, they're everywhere. They are everywhere. Um, Wow. Yeah. It's, it's an exciting uh, market. So 
this industry, the RV industry, so you, you how, tell people again, how difficult is it, how far out should right. people be booking? If, if you're looking to go out next summer, yeah, should they start booking now? So for the past two years, we have been trying to get, maybe actually almost three years, we've been trying to get into Yellowstone yeah. National Park. Yeah. And we can't, we couldn't. There just wasn't, there, there were, so they were doing some renovations in some of the campgrounds, which reduced the number of available spots already. And we were kind of waiting for that to be done, and then it just didn't, uh, it, it's, it's just impossible. It, it's like, so it depends. If it's a national park, they only sometimes allow a year ahead of time. Right. But if it's, um, if it's private, sometimes those people can book out two, three years ahead of time. Well, in your situation coming here, you found a, a, a gym. You know, so, thanks again to Rothmeyer for yeah, pointing it out. Yeah. Uh, that one I was able to book about five Don't give the months name, ahead please. of time. A time, yeah. <laughs> um, not if telling you, you where it is, year, yeah. Um, but yeah, it just depends. But if it's a destination, uh, you're a year ahead of time at Absolutely. least. Absolutely, and you, right. need, you need to really do your homework, guys, when you're when you're looking for spots. Hi, this is Vico. This is Marquinhos. This is Grayson. This is Ademir. And this is Leonardo. We are Razalon from Brazil. We are here to congratulate Jay and Keith for the 100th episode of Park Scouter Gurus. Cheers, guy. So Scott just sat down. I'm going to heat up the mic for you. Hang on one second here. I mean, you can talk. There's just nobody will hear you so, until I... Uh... <laughs> just so you guys know, the gentleman that's about to speak, um, he's, he's, he's a good friend of, of, of the family. Um, we're fortunate to have him uh, come and stay summers here with us. Uh, Scott is a cyclist, avid cyclist, very interesting person. He's a huge support. Sitting in that chair, you agree? You're you full consent to be recorded. Exactly. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm just <laughs> exactly. warning you right now. But, so uh, if you pick your nose, it'll end up on the internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but he's a big supporter of the Parks County Gurus, which we appreciate very much. He uh, early on when we started this. Um, he introduced us to a, a, a few folks, specifically uh, the, the good folks over at Flying Lizard Motorsports. Um, I now, forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we didn't quite hook up because they're so busy. Um, you got to understand, they're racing. You know, if they're not racing, they're building and they're training, they're tracking, so they don't have time for us, man. But hopefully, one day we'll be big enough and. and uh, They'll have time for us at SEMA, which we missed him at that SEMA. Uh, Darren said he was going to be there, but he, he couldn't make it. And uh, But we were very much appreciative of, of that opportunity of talking to them. So, anyway, so. so did you know, I I'll bet you didn't know this, he and I have traversed many of the same roadways in the Midwest. Is that how you guys know? No. Did, but did you know this? He spent time in the no, St. Louis area. I, 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 when we were having dinner the other night, yeah. I heard you guys talking about some of the spots and where he was just at, you said was a killer. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, like, this guy gets out there. Oh, you're talking about the uh, the bike in the Rockies thing. Yes. You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's that's for crazy people. I think I, I actually called you crazy over that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've seen the, oh, uh, man, the it's not the steepness of the climb. It's the length of time. Uh, the distance that you're climbing some of those. I, I mean, it's... Uh, I don't know how he does it. Yeah. But he does it. He's in good shape. 
So, yeah, go ahead here. I was You're, just going to yeah. I'll ask you this. How long have you been cycling? Uh, probably avidly for 10 years. And and what what brought you into wanting to do that? Um, you know, partly health reasons. Yeah. You know, just wanted to be in better shape, but, uh, um, I'm getting old enough where uh, running and all those things don't work. A little rough on the knees. It? Yeah. <laughs> Tough on the body yeah. and cycling. Uh, you can do, you know, until you're 100 if you want to. Ooh, look, look at that. that. We've even got, got look, I, feel I feel like I, like I found a watch, watch buddy here. I mean, <laughs> which, <laughs> which one, one is that? that? Uh, Garmin Instinct. Okay. okay. This is the you, Phoenix. You just yeah. did a, we, you did the Garmin and the Phoenix. It's right here. Yeah, but right the, what, what was the garment? Oh, did was you do a podcast? Well, I did a review on it. You ought to check it out. Which, by the way, folks, if you want to check that out, go over on Parts County. Uh, go to YouTube.com uh, forward slash Parts County Gurus, and Keith did an excellent job on the review. I had so a, check it out. Yeah, I had an older Garmin, uh, like Generation 3, like, like 10 years ago, that could do triathlons, and that was about it. Like, you could swim with it. You could... But you had to wear, you know, like if you wanted heart rate, you had to wear a band or something. Right. And then I went into this and I went, holy cow, like I've got like pulse oxygen measurements and it's got built-in GPS and it's got maps that you can load onto it. And there's like 30 different sports that'll track. And <laughs> I got it for, believe it or not, measuring my oxygen levels when I'm at rest, like when I sleep. Yeah because I was having a, a problem with that and I was just blown away by it. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. This worked out well for me. I, I use, uh, I got it because it has both the GPS system and the GLONAST, yeah. which is the Soviet GPS. Oh, there you go. And it has the European GPS too, so you can pick two out of the three in order to, like, especially up in the Cascades here. A lot of times GPS uh, tracking is so-so. Kind of spotty, so, so you ex extra satellites. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because yeah. you do, you get lost up there if you have all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I've had good luck with it up in Colorado when I was cycling up there. It was doing a great job, just accuracy wise. Right. But you gotta have. You gotta have. Yeah. And like I said, like uh, Keith was saying, the heart rate tracking is built right into it. Yeah. And so really like that a lot too. Have you ever have you had, had the? Uh, uh, and, and this is kind of hilarious. Like, if I'm in uh, awkward situations, I'm trying to think of the last time it happened. Um, <laughs> but it was, it's like, you know, awkward. Literally awkward, like, like almost like Seinfeld-type awkward situations. <laughs> right, that's And the awkward. heart rate alert will go off. Have you ever had it go off? And it's like, your heart rate is uh, at an abnormally high level, and it's going, beep, 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 beep. I shut, I shut all, all that stuff off. Oh, man. It's to a sitcom because there will be an awkward moment, and my watch will just start going, beep. Uh, the, okay, so let's just go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and mention this. So... And then I want to talk e-bikes for a minute. Yeah, we'll talk e-bikes. Just, just not that you're an expert, but just understand that I know really almost nothing. Okay. Um, so nobody's going to hold you accountable for like, well, Scott said, you know, but I just, you know, like teach a dummy kind of thing. Did you get him to sign the thing before he came on here? No. We, <laughs> we'll get that. We'll get we'll that, get that later. Later. We'll just okay. edit it out. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll blur his face, you know, right. all right. through the voice. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I've learned of this. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to try to keep this G-rated. So there's that. Well, it's I mean you could I guess go go to go to the place with kids, but um, there's a little coffee hut here in at the edge of town. 
edge of town i'm using that word you know intentionally <laughs> and uh it's almost like the old time photo like box photo booth kind of right right like when you say okay yeah and so my wife um goes out for a walk and comes home and says uh you got to go experience this and so we're sitting here so so it's called uh i'm not even going to say the name of it on here but basically the concept is jay you said it's like hooters but for coffee uh, yes. But I would say they're wearing way less than the girls at Hooters wear. Pretty much. It's a fun thing to see. Right. So that, my point, Scott, was that I was literally, I biked up to the coffee, like, hut thing. Yeah. And I'm standing there on my bicycle at the order window, and the heart rate thing starts going it on. It starts beeping. <laughs> right. Right. What do they call those things? Can I have some pasties? I mean, pastries? Uh, and it was, yeah, yeah. And it was, and I didn't do anything, like, verbally awkward. Oh, no, no. But the thing was just blowing up on me, and, you know, I'm, I'm like, oh, it's just because I rode, you know, up the hill. Yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, we, we like our coffee up here, and, and uh, we like to serve it. They you show up in, so uh, they, they're, um, the girls are working in bikinis serving coffee. Yeah. So that's the, okay. Right. It's like the Hooters of uh, coffee. Right, yeah. yeah. So, e-bikes are, I'm starting to understand, they're a little bit more for, oh, well, we'll keep, yeah, here. Would you want, you want to, it may have just, no, it, 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 it powered off? It powered off. Okay. Well, then you have to talk for two minutes while I change the battery out. You wanna, oh, really? Yeah, you want to carry Do the, I have to do that? And then we'll get into e-bikes. Can you, can you, uh, are, um, are you comfortable? Well, uh, you know no, your way around I'm, a microphone. I'm never comfortable, Keith. <laughs> not around you. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know my way around e-bikes. I don't ride one. But here's what I know. You, you know, a dear friend of ours that comes up here has a has a nice little dog. Jib is the dog. Oh yeah. And I always get inspired. Dave, I hope will come come up today. He's he's working. Um, he has an e-bike, um, but I I've never seen so much conversation around a specific technology if you will you know it's like it's like having a, a good-looking little kid or something with you just becomes part of the conversation or, or a nice little puppy or something right that bike gets more attention than he does it's the it's the most insane thing I've ever seen but he uses that thing he commutes on this thing I guess my question would be is like is is that what the intent initially was for so that was my question. I mean, what would you use an e-bike for if you had one? You know, uh, the range and speed's way better. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. It's I not mean, really a hell. It's not like no, it's, you're not exercising when you ride. It's pedal assist. It's pedal assist. You still have some exercise. You know, it's, it's but not as much if you didn't have it. Right. right. Yeah, they go. They cruise along at 20 miles an hour. Uh, I saw, can go 45 miles. I saw a guy on the highway coming in to Anacortes. This was about three weeks ago. I'm telling you, this dude was ripping it at about 45 miles an hour. Well, if it was yeah. insanely fast. So that's a key to this whole conversation is it won't be long. I think we talked about this. Until they get regulated. Until they get regulated, yeah. and you're going to have to have a license on this thing. So do, do you have any sort of, I know probably not an e-bike, but bicycle? Yeah, I just have bicycles, and uh, a lot of times uh, I'll get a e-bicycle for my wife, and so that she can ride along with me, but not have to do all the same exertion. We did the same thing on, on the San Juan Island. Oh, what a great place to do it. 
and my wife Mary went and rented an e-bike and and um, well we had some friends there that one of them's a cyclist and yeah he was literally pedaling it up the hill so um, part of the, I think part of the conversation piece is the expense because these things are not they're not cheap yeah it's no, kind of like buying a small motor I mean you can get actual motorcycles new for the same price as some of these e-bikes you know it's to me, what's interesting is one: they're you don't have to have a license; they are a bike, right? And most of them don't go. The only ones I've seen are 20 miles an hour, is like the most. But uh, what's in like on this Colorado ride I just did? There was a bunch of people uh, who would not have been able to be on the ride, you know, because they're either right. old or have other issues, and. They were able to get out there and have a lot of fun with a lot of other people. Just because, you know, it's opening up a whole world for people. Right, for people who normally wouldn't be able to do that to love cycling. Maybe they had a, a back injury or a leg injury. Exactly. So that's a good point you bring up, Scott. So, uh, really, I mean, some of these guys have done the same Rockies ride 20 years previously, but they're getting to the point where they just body can't handle it anymore. Sure. This all of a sudden opens it back up and says, hey, I can go hang out with all my friends well, now, what if you're someone who has never cycled, per se, like you do, you know, the raw cycling, um, and but they want to get into it to kind of get a feel for it? Would you recommend that they try cycling first that way? The conventional cycling, or that goes to you can just rent them. You know, a lot of and then try that first. See if that's something that that's, that's, that's an older couple. Uh, he's got some sort of a pack on the back, like a hard pack, like a like you would almost like. It's a mini, mini version of what you put on a roof carrier. Right. He's carrying on the back of his. So, yeah, and he's not working too hard. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, that's the point is that there's people now who can get out and about and they can do it without a car. Right. And I know that's not necessarily aligned with the automotive thing. That's, you know, for, for big cities or for little towns, it's nice to be able to have another way to get around. Absolutely it is, and I think that's, that's probably the biggest impact an e-bike will have is going to be in some of these larger metropolitans where uh, people are used to maybe taking mass transit you know you throw your your, your bicycle on the, the front of the bus you get to a certain point and then you you know trek it yeah. from there if you've got an e-bike you, you can kind of eliminate yeah well and cars e-cars electric cars yeah you don't show up as sweaty to work <laughs> right this is true i mean you true. can some of those you can bump that assist level up to the point where you're barely, like you're just moving your feet, really. You know what I really like about those pedal assist versus the non-pedal assist is it's more intuitive, like riding a bike. Right. Because if you don't turn the pedals even a little, you don't get you don't get any power. Right. And where some of these others, it's more like a scooter with a... So, and to me that's more dangerous. My son, because he loves danger, <laughs> gets on an e-bike the other day with the throttle and it's exactly where the throttle would be on a motorcycle right and you you can imagine like it, oh. it becomes how soon can we buy one of these right like, right you know. well i've been talking to our good friend rothmeyer about that he and i are going to go down and take a look at an e-bike we need maybe, to do that together maybe, and film it or maybe me and, and the wife and then we need to they're fun, they're fun to you know, even try them out with the rental yeah. so easy yeah and then we go out and take a trip and enjoy it. These things range in price for those of you listening. You're, you can get into one for eh, a little over a thousand bucks. 
but you can get on up there to close to five grand, eight grand, and some higher end ones. But I don't, I wouldn't spend that kind of money. Well, on I'm money. trying to learn, and I I know very little, but I will say that what I do know, it has a lot to do with the drive mechanics and whether using like a hub in the back wheel which tends to be the less expensive way or the, the more traditional uh, bicycle type uh, you know a lot of them are using actual bike components and the hub is uh, or the drive mechanism is is center of the bike um, and the other thing that and I'm guessing you're Scott's probably on the same page here. If I, if it's a, if in my head that's a bicycle, I know it's got a, a motor in it and all that, but right. it's a bicycle. Right. So where are you going to go if you need service on a bicycle, right? To mm -hmm. a bike shop. Correct. If you can't find the parts yourself or you don't have the time to fix it or whatever, I would tend to want one that I can go to a bike shop and get serviced if I needed to. Sure. And I think that there are shops around that will definitely yeah, do, some do of that. Them. The ones that sell them, obviously, or it should be, in my opinion, if they're selling them, they should they should offer that. Well, service you've got a is it? There's a there's an e-bike company in the Seattle area close to here, and they're online only. And I'm trying to think of the name of it. Is that Rad? Yeah, that's it. Rad. Rad. That's it. Yeah. It, it, it seems like that's a big one with uh, motors. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think some of their models. Pulled up, yeah. More yeah. yeah. But if you need work done on it, you have to deal with them, not it's, the it's, bike shop down the street. It's all about the service, man. You know, it really is. You're right. I, you know that. These are some of the things that people don't think about when they're making these purchases. Yeah. And well, that's you know, why you got us, right? That's exactly right. <laughs> and we were talking about that yesterday uh, uh, with someone about you know EVs. You know when you. A conventional vehicle, you got to take the thing in to have it serviced, and typically it's anywhere between five and seventy-five hundred miles, five thousand seventy-five hundred miles. But when you buy an electric, all electric vehicle, people just kind of it goes right over their head that it it still needs some maintenance. Yes, you don't have to change the oil. A lot of the the, the components are just not the same. But you still have the brakes you need to check, and yeah. just a number of different components that are wearables that you tires, those sorts of things. Motors, not so much. Typically, those things are pretty well, well and solid. it's the same. It's the same mindset. So, if you own a Ford EV, like the truck or the right. Mustang or whatever, you're going to take that to Ford. But if you own a Rivian or a Tesla, they're going to probably come to you. It's not take it to a dealer for service, even if it's warranty. You still have to think through like how much. I mean, Tesla's done a good job with that, but right. still, uh, you know, ironically. We saw a Tesla service van on the ferry coming back from San Juan. Did you talk to him? Did you no, get him on film? No, I, he was drove oh. on the ferry, and we had a little chuckle because it was like a Ford Transit van. Okay. And we were like, well, look at that. It's not even a Tesla, right? A, a, a Tesla yeah. repairman driving a... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Tesla's not making vans yet, are they? Not yet. No. Well, there you go. Right, right. They had to do something. <laughs> well, so the, the Elon, there you go, pal. You need to be making vans for your own service departments. There you go. So you may not have known this, but as part of your your uh, reward for time time behind the mic is that go in, Scott, and order a beer. We've got a tab open, and just tell them 
it's on PCG and have a beer on us All right. as th as our thanks for sitting here letting us <laughs> letting us we, get you on camera. We appreciate your support. Yeah, no oh, doubt about it. It's been fun watching you guys do your thing. Yeah, it's it's been fun. Always enjoying coming in because I get that. Hey man, keep it going, you know. And so it's 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 good the encouragement Thank and yeah. ideas. He gives me some ideas too, so it's much appreciated. So that's so that's why we're the beer country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So thanks again for that, uh, Scott, sitting in and talking to Do us. Do I need to go try to round up Rothmeyer? Congratulations oh, on your 100th. Thank you. Right, we appreciate thanks. that. Thank we you appreciate for appreciate that. Yeah, so, uh, pretending to listen. <laughs> so before we bring on uh, any, of, yeah, any, of our, any of our next guests. Um, what are we doing? Let's, let, let's pause for this from, from somebody that means a lot to us. A hundred episodes. There is no freaking way that's possible. These two dullards, Keith and Jay, couldn't keep a job at Burger King for the love of all that's good. This is a joke. This is fake news. Thank you, Jade, for that. And thanks, everybody, for listening to part one. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast at partscountergurus.com so that you can click on over to part two. Meanwhile, I'm going to get some Burger King. <laughs> <laughs>